Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And I am a friendly, benevolent beholder named Till. If you're new to the show, Rolling with Disadvantage is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into the void about various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join, thank you, the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Um, You played last night? Yes. How'd it go? Oh, it went very well. Somebody died. Uh, Bard. Yes. And what, any particular way they died? Oh, torn apart by the undead. (laughs) Mummies, to be specific. Okay, I like it. Really? Mummies? Mummies. How are mummies powerful enough? Are they level 15 or something? They're they're a challenging three. Uh, And the characters right now, at the time, were uh, level 11, but... When you get eight of them, mm-hmm. and the character becomes paralyzed by the mummy glare, ah, mm-hmm. and no one helps him, yes, he gets torn apart. Yes, a mummy can be a deadly foe. They're one of the more powerful baddies in terms of undead like laborers. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm the, look up there's a mummy right now. The, there's nothing. They do a good amount of damage with, with their one hit. Yeah, rotting uh, fist, and they rot you. It reduces the max hit points. Yeah, yeah. They can't regain hit points. They can't regain hit points. Yeah, if with they can't regain hit points. Hit point maximum is decreased. Oh, you're by saying 10. that? I'm thinking about overall. Okay. Dreadful glare, wisdom save, become frightened if target fails by five or more. Ooh, that means they fail by five or more. Yes. What a way to go out, out like a sucker. Yeah, yeah. But everyone else, it was great. They fought. Uh, uh, they don't know it, but they fought an atropole, which is a pretty badass undead. I always had an atropole. Okay. Atropole. Atropole sounds right. It's the giant wait, titan wait. mummy. Yep, yep. Uh, let's yep, let's see let's... if Marisha Ray or Matt Mercer can tell us how to say it. Yep. Nope. Oh, well, I got it. Well, I got to click on it. Nope. Nope. They haven't said. Haven't set it up yet. Atropole. Let's see if Google. Google doesn't have it either. Well, it's a made-up word, so. It might not be. That's what I'm saying. But, but it totally is. Like. I yeah, they call like one entropy, entropy. Atropol makes sense, I guess. Okay. Okay, I like it. For for those of you who don't know, Atropol is basically a giant titan abortion baby. Yeah, that's exactly how I described it. Yeah, that floats through Un- the astral undead plane. Undead massive fetus. Yeah, and it just can like totally fuck you up. And that and this is the Atropol in fifth edition is nothing compared to third edition. Oh yeah, it was an epic fight but in third edition. It does have a good legendary action. Oh no, for that sure. That gives you exhaustion levels, and for I use that sure. excessively. But they were literal. Just that, like, rod and titan god deaths mm-hmm. in third edition. Like, they could straight up mess you up. Always good. Always yeah, good. I liked it. But, they, yes, they fought that. There were uh, three different kinds of undead, and then this thing can summon wraiths, which adds another undead. And there were, of course, cultists who were trying to do shit to them. But then friends came to aid them that they've made along the way. Uh, so who doesn't it, love some friends? So it was good. It was good. Um, you know, and... Uh, there was a very thematic scene. I, I can't get into it because it will thematic? come into play. Thematic. Thematic. Oh, you mean dramatic? Thematic. No, no. As it in was, on theme? It, as, in, as in it was. There was a great theme to it. It's been tied in kind of for a while now, and it was beautiful, actually. I wonder if your players have found your show on accident. Nope. 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 Otherwise, they would have known what was coming. So thank you, Greg. Uh, well, well I know one, you know. El Doctore. Yes. I, of course, he listens. Oh, that's true. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. He's still there? Yeah. Still comes? Didn't show up last week. Oh, what a bitch. His character literally just sat there and hit things. That's fun. Didn't take any damage. Didn't get hit once. I, I am always struggling with how to handle characters that aren't there, but that's not today's topic. We'll talk about more about that later. That's actually something interesting. Maybe that could be next week, on. yeah. Um, but 
what we want to talk about today, we're not going to pull topics from the deck of many topics. We're just going to talk on current events. Current events. Because there's some pretty good current events. A lot events. happening in the world of dizzle and dizzle. Yeah, I usually feel like D&D news is pretty slow on your average day, but this last five days has been at least two interesting stories. Very much so. Um, where do you want to start? Start at the beginning. So the first one, and this literally was five days, five ago, days ago, so that would have been Friday. Yeah. Uh, D&D blessed came us. came out Thursday, technically. Thursday night. D&D blessed us with the Artificer Revisited. Yes. Some people say Artificer. I say Artificer. I say Artificer. Is there a right way? I. There is. Yes, but... there is, probably. Wouldn't, now, see, wouldn't see, it be now, Artificer? That, that, that would probably come up on Google if you actually look, because I think, that, I think okay. that actually is a word. Artificer. Uh, did you mean Artificer? It's Artificer. Did you mean Artificer? Yeah. There you go. It's right there. Where are you going? How do you say it? Whoa! Artificer. 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 Now that's totally different. No, because she. Let's say it again. One more time. Put my mic closer to my computer to see if you can hear her. Artificer. 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 She says it in a very, very specific way. We're gonna have to take her word for it. So the artificer. I'll say artificer. How did she say it? Artificer. Artificer. I don't like that. Artificer. I'm gonna go with artificer. Um. So hopefully you. Uh, Bob Ross. Constant listener have at least re- reviewed the original Artificer. Artificer. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, which had, which effectively was a mad mechanic who could create a bag that had alchemical stuff in it, could create a mechanical companion, and or a gun. Yep. A thunder cannon. Yep. Which is basically a sniper rifle. Yeah, very much so. One, only one attack, but big. Very powerful. Yes. Limited big spells. Attack. Very limited spells. And could make their own magical items. Yes. And attuned to more than normal. Yes, which I thought was cool. Which Unique. actually was a rule I didn't even realize for the longest time. That the attunement? You only could have the three attunement slots in 5th edition. I knew that, but it doesn't come up very often. It doesn't until it does. Yeah, until you're at like level 15, you're yeah, like, like little, ooh, ooh. I could have ooh, all these I could have things. a cloak and a ring and a mm-hmm. weapon and a shield and some armor. Right. And so it's not a boots. really big ability in the early art of Artificer. Uh, artificer. But it's a it's a... It kind of becomes a big ability later. later. Now, they still have that ability. They do, but not to level 20 anymore. It when used it matters. to be earlier. Right, exactly. It only comes up when it matters now, which is level... I mean, it could be useful earlier it on. It could be useful earlier on. I but, really yes, I agree. Level level 20 is definitely prime time for needing things. But it doesn't want to be lower. Yeah, level 20 is when you're going to want it, because that's probably when you're going to fight a big bat or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I liked the original Artificer... In that it provided a serious DPS version, mm-hmm. or like the fun time crazy person RP version. Those I really are two options. I liked it for its theme. Which I like I liked the idea of a scientist in a world of magic. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, I didn't really like it that much. Um, I'm gonna. I played one briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I only got you know four or five levels out of it. Um, but it was good. It was it was it was a fine experience. But it was just you had a bat. I exactly. So uh, the mechanical servant is that's min max playground. S- the the art of artificer and the thunder cannon. It's version. so reliant on what the DM's doing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a tight narrow area, you're your guy's not coming with you. Mm-hmm. He's just stuck wherever he is. But you could level like six have a flying mount. Yeah, which is insane. Could. And then you have a sniper rifle. Like guess what? Yeah, boys. And it worked out very well. Right. So, but at the same time, it very well could have done nothing. 
Yeah, but that's the best part about D&D is like, I'm the DM. I have a plan. You're like, really? Because I'm just going to fly over this town and shoot shit. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, ah, well, that changes my entire plan. Exactly. And it also had the, the bag version, which I think was the fun bag of alchemy. Yes. You, it wasn't good. It's not good. The healing, the healing draft is pretty good. It's powerful. I mean, it's, 78s in one turn is never a bad thing. You know, it's all or nothing usually. Very much so. It's just really fun to like walk around. Oh, I just literally produce a thing from my bag and throw it at you like a grenade. Mm-hmm. You're a grenadier. Mm-hmm. That's all you are. Yeah. Which is super funny. Very funny. It's so a lot funny. of fun. The original time we played with it, I gave somebody a character in a one shot, and it was I think it was our resident barbarian. He was just slamming them like on the ground by his feet to hurt people. No, no, he was on a boat, and there was like an undead shark in front of us, and he was no. like throwing them into the water. Yeah. Nope, hundred percent wrong. He was literally hurting himself in the process. Yeah, but I think it's because there was like a shark eating the boat. No, I wouldn't make an undead shark eat a boat. That makes no sense. Okay, well, I'm just telling you, we were on a boat. I know exactly we what you're talking about. 100% on a boat. He was a bugbear. We were memory. on a boat. It's fake memory with the... And he was throwing them off the side of the boat for something. undead shark. Okay. It's fake news. Okay. Yeah. Have you listened to Malcolm Gladwell's episode of Revisionist History on Memory? It's very important. Sounds like fake news to me. <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell. Fake news. Um, all right, but more specifically, let's talk about the new Artificer. 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 It's, uh, I would say, safely say, an entirely different class. Completely. But com- with the exception Completely of literally. you have limited spells. But other than that, it's the exact same. There's no totally the different level 20 ability is the only thing that's like the same. Yes. Yes. You don't get a mechanical servant. You get nope. a homunculus. If you take that. Right. That, that's on one Correct. class. That's an You get a little class. more spells with an emphasis on cantrips. Yes, you get cantrips. You get a higher level spell slot. So you maxed out at fourth before. Now you're up to fifth. And this is something funny. Your spellcasting focus is your tools. Yes. Which, from a flavor perspective, Fun. at first you're like, wait a Fun. minute. Fun, love it. But then you just, all you have to do is read this sidebar on here. The magic of artifice. As an artif- artificer, you use tool when you cast your spells. Dot, dot, dot. So, like, read down. Um, think about if you cast it using... You say you cast Cure Wounds, and you're using your Alchemist supplies as your tools. You could quickly be producing a salve if you cast it using your Tinker's tools. Maybe you quickly throw together a miniature mechanical spider that binds the wounds. Like, the way you're flavoring it, it's almost like it's not magic what you're doing. You're having, you're thinking of a scientific solution mm-hmm. that is a hybrid between the two. Which is what you need to do. Yes. Because, and my big issue Don't with what they've it done is that they've taken what is a scientist, and they've given it more magic and less science. So... So I think the same principle applies when you prepare your spells. As an artificer, you don't study a spell book or pray to prepare your spells. Instead, you work with your tools and create the specialized items you'll use to produce those effects. So, hear me out. From a flavor perspective, try. I'm trying not to think of it as they've magicked it up. Instead, they've, in the way the psionics produces effects with the mind, this guy is producing the magical effects with... It's mechanical. In reality, he's producing a mechanical effect. It just happens to mimic a magic effect. Yes, but it used to be wholly mechanical. Now they're that you can flavor it however you want. Like anyone can do this. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely you can flavor it however you want. In terms of rules, the emphasis is much more on magic. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't dispute that in any way. So yeah, I mean, I I think it's good that they're trying to flavor it a different way, and I think they put that special sidebar just to bring up the fact that hey, this isn't magic. Don't think of it as magic. Yeah, you're probably right, but it does honestly just the very beginning, the magical tinkering thing. I think is so funny. Really? Yeah, I think it's so funny. You could whenever useless. It is totally useless, but you can create an object that basically it has a voicemail. You tap, and it has a fucking voicemail in it. That's so funny. Like literally, could make a you could make a, out of a town. Cushion. Be back in a week. You can make a whoopee cushion. No, just leave it at the, your front door. Oh yeah, right. Somebody taps it. Out of town. Be back. No, in I a would week. never leave that because somebody breaks into my house. 
Well, that's where they get to find all the booby traps. No, what you then. do is you have your door. I'm an, Wait, I'm an artificer. I have booby traps all over the place. You make the knocker on your door make a dog barking sound, like those fake doorbells that yeah. has a dog barking. Like, don't come in my house. I have a dog. Um, or the one, or the object continuously emits your choice of odor. You can have a fart box. Or I smell good. Fart box. Always smell good. Fart box. Always smell good. Fart box. Anyway. I think it's funny. So there's, uh, this part of it is still the same. Like, it can be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about the specialization. Oh, it also gets extra attack. Which wasn't even a thing before. No, but that's kind of cool. But it's, is it? I don't know. I haven't played with it yet. Well, no, but I mean, you, you've read through it. Like, yeah. which one of these guys, which one of these abilities, uh, b- builds, uses attacks a lot? Neither. Yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. It's trying to make a hybrid spellcaster. That's what it's trying to do, but like leaning more towards the spellcaster yeah. and less towards the hyper. So, if I could cast an extra spell with that extra attack, I'm down for now, it. Now that would be interesting, but I can't. Do you cast like a second cantrip? Yeah, but I can't. That would be kind of interesting, but I can't. And cantrips, cantrips are already built that way. That you get extra rays or uh, you get extra rolls. You know, if Eldritch Blast you get extra rolls, the higher you go, or you know, you get. Uh, extra damage dice with things like uh, acid splash and such. One can summon turrets. Yeah, but they're not good. Again, it's funny. Uh, yeah, and funny gets you so far. Funny up to level 10, awesome. What I'm thinking of is like Overwatch or any video game where it's like my character summons a turret and oh, throws dude. it down and starts shooting shit. Borderlands uh, 2. Uh, uh, bl- what was that game? Perfect Dark, I think, yeah. had turrets yeah. back in the day. The sentry gun, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's Borderland 2, the one character. Flamethrower, tur- um, Force Ballista, Defender. Axel or something like that. Yeah, he just throws various turrets and they do exactly this. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's cool. The reaction online to the Artificer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emphasize that tiff part so hard every it. time I say you it now, get it. Um, has been mostly positive. I agree. In that this is a welcome, refreshing revisit to something that was kind of... I'd like, like to try it. Yes. I don't think that... It will do well, especially at higher levels. Like I, I don't see anywhere in this character where it levels well. That's where the cantrips, I think, come in. You're you're kind of relying on leveling up, but you're leveling up cantrips. Yeah, but a cantrip. Nobody relies on cantrips at level twenty. No one says, "Oh God, thank God, I've got this firebolt that hits four times." I think it's an. It's supposed to. It feels like it's supposed to be an important part of this. I don't know. No, I mean, I think like the turrets. You get two turrets eventually, which is a thing. But you know, they're okay, and I'm sure they they would help. They definitely wouldn't be a hindrance, but at level 20, I'm not worried about something that can, you know, do 2d6 of fire damage. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the artific- Artificer Infusion. Love it. So instead of uh, once upon a time, they put their spells into objects that people Which could trigger at a later kind date. Of do. Um, this is a little bit different, and I actually kind of enjoy this a little bit more. And this is that you can basically put a special effect in an item. It reminds me of like a warlock's invocation almost. It very much is because some of these are some of these are pretty straightforward. The very first one, boots of the winding path. While wearing these boots, a creature can teleport up to fifteen feet as a bonus action to an unoccupied space that you've already been in this turn. Mm-hmm. So it's very unique. Yeah, you run up and then boom. Yeah, you exactly. You jump backwards basically, which is nice. Now my favorite part about these is that most of them, other people can wear and attune to. It doesn't have to be the artificer. Artificers have invented I'm artificer. numerous magical anymore. infusions. 
So it tells you if it requires attunement. So that's the only thing. Some of them require attunement. Yeah, but other people can attune to them. Yes. It doesn't have to be you, Well, which they is say cool. prerequisite fourth level artifact. Yeah, so, so some do. No, I think that's just to take it, not to make it. I, to, that, to, not to wear it. Well, that's that just in order to make it. Like a warlock has to be like seventh level to get certain invocations. That's a specific sort of thing in the rules I might want to read more. I wouldn't disagree with you, but I'm not. I, they might be intended to say you have to be that to wear it. But if, no, it I might think not. that means to take it. It's like a feat. Right, because well, here's the inf- enhanced defense item: a suit of armor or shield doesn't require attunement. Doesn't because you can take it at an early level. A creature gains a plus one bonus to AC while wearing armor or wielding shield, the infused item. Yeah. Bonus increases to plus two when you reach twelve level in this class. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. That you could just make a plus two suit of armor. Yeah. Which so is... you're you can only have one at a time, so it's using your infusion. But, that's but kind of insane. It's like a plus two suit of armor, it's pretty big. It's depends. A plus two shield. An item that you just pick up and yeah. give four to your armor class. Yeah. Four. Yeah. That's a that's a big deal, yeah. right? Replicate magic item, enhanced weapon, many-handed pouch. What? That's so cool. I didn't look at that one. It is pretty fun. You make two to five pouches, and they all reach into the same space as long as they're yeah, within so 100 it's, it's miles of one another. <gasps> that's so funny. It's party fun. That's, that's a perfect solution to the problem of who has the gold. Everyone has the gold. Everybody has the gold. Oh my God! Why haven't we exist? Why hasn't that existed Look before? Look at replicate magic item. Using this infusion, you replicate a particular magic item. You can learn this infusion multiple times. Each time you do so, choose a different magic item that you can make with it. Picking from the replicable magical items table below. Um. You can literally just recreate a magic item. Oh. Including alchemy jugs, bag of holdings, rope of climbing. Okay, so that's like the pre- the previous. It's essentially, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Oh my god, there's a lot. You could make a cloak of elven kind of. You make a cloak of protection. Of power. Oh my god! And at 16th level, you can make a belt of. You can make a ring of protection. Ring of free action. You can make some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, you can. Excuse me. Now it's going to use up your infusions, but. Correct. And how many infusions do we get? Uh, so we're looking at the table up at the front here, and infusions known by level. Three to eight. Three to eight. Three eight. At second level eight, it's level 20. Eight is not a small amount. Not a, not That's a huge amount, yeah. considering there are only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, but you can <laughs> learn each one multiple times. That's all of them. Returning weapon. Now, you can, you got you, I'm sold on a returning weapon, baby. Plus one returns, baby. Every time. Every time. You tell me, oh, returning throwing axe? Hell yes. Yeah, it's always good. Hell yes. Always good. I am fully on board with a returning shuriken. Skink, skink, skink. <laughs> I had one of those in 4th edition. Yeah, but you played 4th edition, so that automatically makes it a worse returning shuriken. Yeah, but I did have one ability that I could just, as long as I had the ammo, I could throw at everything I could see. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, bing, just throw a bunch of them, like a handful? No, no, essentially I just threw the same one because it was returning, so it just... Oh, that was really fast. Yeah. I like it more like you threw a handful and they all come back at once. Yeah. That seems more interesting in terms of flavor. just kept coming back. Or like, you know, Legolas can shoot multiple arrows at once. Three arrows. Yeah, but you're th- throwing three shurikens. Triple I feel like nine. that happened in a movie or something. It happens like, in plenty of movies. Throws like multiple knives and hits the yeah. right targets. Wanted, maybe? Uh, I don't know about that, but I mean... What a horrible movie. The last time I saw something like that was uh, I just watched uh, Ninja Assassin not long ago, and they did that in that movie a lot. James McAvoy, Wanted. Yeah, it was bad. It was real yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, I think the next X-Men movie is going to be really bad. Well... There's probably a reason they put it off so much. I don't like Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. I have no problem with that. Oh. I just don't. Or Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. It's sorry. Well, you don't have to deal with it long. Really? Why? 
Should I? Should I? Oh. They tell you about it in the uh, trailer. It's like how the whole trailer starts. Uh, maybe we saw different trailers. Anyway. Anyways. <clears throat> uh, I'm on board, Artificer. I'm on board. Just like with the Mystic. Seems weird. Like the flavor. I know, you're making a face. I, w- I would... I would play a. I would love to do a wand sling instead of a gunslinger, a wand slinging artificer. Yeah, what's that the just wand has. Ability do? Wand which ability. one? The prototype one. The wand it's actually kind of cool. You essentially get to put cantrips into, into a, wand. a wand and give it to other people. No, you use it yourself. Any damage roll you make with the cantrip of the wand. That's right. Okay. So I think it's pretty cool. You just you know throw like a bandolier of wands on and just whatever the situation you know what may like? call for, you start slinging. You know what it's like? They're kind of the MacGyver. Of classes. Yes. Because it's like, what do I need today? I can do a new cantrip. I can make a new item. I yes. can make a wand. I can do very this stuff. So. It's it's they're very much the MacGyver of the classes. Yes. And they can wear medium <laughs> armor. They can wear medium armor. Which, which goes might, a long way. Which might be why they had the extra attack. Because there's an expectation like you're going to be up in it doing spells and stuff. So you might as well take a turn to beep beep hit something. Yeah, just put uh, in your wand, put shock and grasp and just sit up there and start poking people. Poking people. <laughs> with a literal taser. Yeah. <gasps> That's so funny. Sun gun. It's a taser. Yeah, cattle prop. <laughs> That's 3d8. That's exactly what it is. 3d8. Oh, I didn't actually cast a spell into this. I made a taser, but it cast shocking grass. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. 3d8 damage. Or, or like a wand that does uh, tear gas. Ray of uh, ray of frost would just be like a giant fire extinguisher. Or um, um, tear uh, not tear gas. Napalm is just alchemist fire. Yeah. Right? That that already. And your wand just spews it. Yeah, exactly. It already had an analog. I'm sure there's something else that yeah. we're not thinking of. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Batman, who, who he'd throw those, the rope with the two balls at the end of it. What's a, that? a bolo. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Some, there's probably a spell. Just like that. There is. Tanglefoot, Tanglefoot Bat Tanglefoot was that bag. item, yeah. but it probably just spelled that does that. Yeah. Oh. Entangle. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah. Snare. 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 All right, final thoughts. Snare, snare. Final, final thoughts on the Artificer. Uh, I would definitely play it. I definitely want to experience it. Um, it's not going to be on, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, D&D Beyond. It is. It is? They said it is. They got it on there finally? They said it's going to be. Okay, because I, I haven't seen it yet, and Snare. so I'm just waiting to make it. Um, but yes, I, I will definitely give it a shot, and uh, I look forward to seeing how it goes. Ooh, Snare's a trap. All right, we'll be back. All right. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. You sure you're recording? Because I know you've messed this up before. I have. I'm looking at it. Looks like it's recording. There we are. There okay. we are recording. We're live. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. So I have don't, to... Don't write it. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> I have to make a new character, new campaign, whenever it starts, you know, Ar- Artificer. After mine ends. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. Artificer. Uh, essentially, what, what the... Side note, I'm training myself to say it that way at this point. Like, just, I'm going to get locked artificer, in. Artificer, I yeah. got it. Um, the soon-to-be, not soon, just a couple months, but the soon-to-be DM uh, has asked that we be characters that are very not us, that will really force us to step into a different role okay. than who we normally are. Okay. And so I've made a strong, silent, dumb type, because I feel like that best embodies who I am and what I do. Strong, silent, dumb? Yeah. Low intelligence. It embodies the opposite of what you are. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying in reality you're weak, Outspoken. Loud, and dumb. Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm outspoken. Oh, we call smart. Sorry. Uh, smart. Uh, yeah. Charisma and intelligence are my strong suits. And constitution is your dumb score. Constitution is Dumb's low down. with advantage on alcohol-related saving throws. Profici- yeah, yeah, yeah. We... <laughs> so what is your solution to strong, silent, dumb? I'm going to be a... Because uh, Guts has barbarian with that. I'm going to be a barbarian. Path of the Zealot, though, I'm also going to be very religious, which I'm not in real Race. life. Uh, I'm going to be a long-tooth shifter. What the fuck is that? Essentially, I'm going to be uh, a werebear. You've been against lycanthropy for years. I know. Years. I know. Years. I know. And that's that's the other thing. I'm, it's something I and would you're never not, do. And it's not my campaign, so I don't get to enjoy it. You don't. You're a dick. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a The shifter. one time, especially recently, trying to make you into a werebear, which is the lawful good, would fit with your character. Like, I'm seeking out a cure for this lycanthropy. Instantly. It's a disease. It's a disease. I don't like being diseased. It's not a disease. It is a disease. It's a blessing. It's a disease. It's like uh, it's like being bitten by a spider and becoming Spider-Man. Yeah, Does Spider-Man a, have he, a disease? Yeah, he killed Mary Jane with it. Fake news. No, look it up. No, there's so many versions of Spider-Man in history. Just he doesn't saying. kill Mary Jane in all of them. He kills Mary Jane with his literal jizz. That's funny. His radiated jizz kills her. So is he a were spider? I Without think so. the shapeshifter? Yeah. That, like, that's such what a shifter is. So a shifter, they have like bestial, they're humanoids with bestial aspects. And once a day, they can shift and take on more bestial aspects, uh, which makes them interesting. I, I, I think it'll be fun to role play. So it's Spider-Man, but different. Spider-Man, but different. All right. So our second topic of the day today. I, I think one near and dear to all our hearts. Is something despite that's hap- what some people of, may think. Kind of like live action news happening right now as we record do, this do, do, and do, last do, night. Do, 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 a little breaking upbeat. news. Breaking news. news. It's not breaking. Um, we're going to talk about the Critical Role Kickstarter for their animated special. Killing it! Uh, so, we do talk about Critical Role a lot on the program. Both praise it. it, critical of it, whatever. We talked about the Matt Mercer I effect. I think and that you have to be critical of what you love. Otherwise, it's just blind I feel following. like it already says Critical Role in the name, so it's right there. Yeah. And they have instituted a Kickstarter to raise $750,000 to do a 22-minute animated special, the stories, the, the early stories of Vox it, it Machina. Just, it, it was supposed to be just a single episode, 22 minutes of them at uh, level 7. Which, honestly, is just going to be is a pilot. Yeah. They're trying to make a pilot. Yeah. The Legends of Vox Machina. So, uh, just a quick side. You are... A guy. An artist. I am. An artiste. Mm-hmm. You have drawn things for people for money. Yeah. How much do you think it takes to animate 22 minutes of a show? There's a lot of mechanical stuff to do digital animation, which is basically what they'd be doing, like Mm -hmm. Cartoon Network-style animation. Um, For a 22-minute special, it doesn't take you a million dollars. So I think their goal was... was So maybe not the animation, but also then the voice acting, the marketing. They, They were going to be contributing their voices for really low wages, mm-hmm. all things considered. If you actually go on the Kickstarter, it gives you a breakdown of where the money is being allocated, and I actually enjoyed that very much. Well, let's go look at it. Uh, if you go, let's see right here, uh, under the campaign f- uh, table, if you scroll if you scroll down, 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 here, you can just look at it here. So 74% animation, operational cost is less than 1%, campaign fees, campaign rewards. So animation production, 74% of the money, that I don't think they really budgeted wages for themselves in I th- there. I think that's part of the like operational costs. They're yeah, just exactly. taking a little chunk so of it. So if you are doing, especially people... 17% are, is campaign rewards, stuff that people are getting for donating to people them. People of their... I find that interesting. Voice actors of their stature, which they've done cartoons, oh commercials, video games, a couple movies. Sounds um, got an Emmy. For a different thing. As voice in, directing. 
yeah, voice directing for a children's show. Yeah, but, not what, for but it's acting. fine. It's an Emmy. It's what, but what do you want? Their, their wages would drive the cost up of this. Yeah. But if you want to produce a 22-minute episode, they they were asking for a pretty big amount to do it because they want to make something of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is, and this is why we bring this up, it's been, um, I think, about 12 hours it, since they started. Or it's been 20, about, it's about 36. 20, yeah, it's been a little more than 24 hours, hours since they started. roughly. Um, I, was, I was thinking 12 hours yesterday. Uh, how much money have they raised? Current total has it at $4,567,836 from 34,100 backers. So we're recording this on Tuesday. If you haven't been paying attention to the story, that's to tell you, in a little more than a day, with their $750,000 goal, they raised $4.5 million. Incredible. And just to uh, j- just to put it in uh, an interesting frame of reference, they are the quickest TV show or film-funded project on this site to hit $1 million. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. They beat out the Veronica Mars movie. I don't know if I, – I loved Veronica Mars back in the day, but – I like Kristen Bell. I love Kristen Bell. Um, but I think the point is that this is not – Veronica Mars was a show, a live show that had several seasons and was on network television. I mean, this was, it was a thing. This is a thing. This is a th- this is a thing that started online, is still online, never has left online, and yet is massive. Well, they've got a comic book. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just utterly incredible. It is utterly incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I think so. Parallel to this story. Critical Role staff recently announced that they'll be leaving, parting ways with the Geek and Sundry community. And Talk starting, about timing. And starting their own <laughs> network, is it yeah. air quotes with me? Still broadcasting on Twitch, still putting things on YouTube, but their own platform, essentially. Yes, exactly. And that was, what, two weeks ago? That was not that long ago. No. And then this happens immediately. So the timing is planned. Perfect. Oh, very, very well, planned. Very well planned. Planned and perfect. They. This is so smart. This is such a smart move for them. Because th- this is they're probably at peak popularity right now. Oh. How many people watch the show every week? So uh, it's estimated uh, that around 500,000 people watch each week. It's now, that's a- between the live show and video on demand. But each week, for a web about 500,000. For a web series. Incredible. That's, uh, probably, that's where all this money is coming from, obviously. What, 10% of the viewing audience has contributed money. Less than 10%. Yeah, less than 10% of yeah. the viewing audience has contributed money. Um and like we talked about this before the show today, they did this, and I'm so happy with and so proud of how they did this. It was a conversation on Twitter was, look, we're making all this content for years for free and mm-hmm. just giving it to you. And finally, we want to do something big. Can you return Can you the favor? And the community came out in force. You donated. Hold my beer. You gave money. I did. I'm a, I'm a member of the $100 Club. And, and they came out in force and showed what D&D people want. They want a cartoon in their they, life. They, they want more. I don't even think it's a matter of it's a cartoon. If the Critical Role cast came to came to the community and said, we want to do more, we need your help, no questions asked. What do you need? How much can I give? What is it for? Let's do it. From the very beginning, when they had the early episodes, people had pizzas ordered and sent to, exactly. the, sent to them. Somebody sent them a giant trinket. Someone sent them the bear, right? Someone sent them a flying broom when Vex stole it. Somebody sent uh, a dagger. A, the dagger, um, Whisper. Uh, yeah, there was a hat that she had to wear. Uh, there was a, um, what was the cloak that Percy wore? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, God. It was one of the vestiges. I don't remember which one. Uh, something ruined. Cabal's ruined. Cabal's ruined. Somebody made Cabal's ruined. Like, the community has always done these things. But this, this is something that the entire world would say no. This is Actual news. Yeah. Like, if I, I, I was just on, you know, 
Google News or Yahoo. Oh yeah, I saw an article on it my pop Apple up news feed. on just actual news. Like this is getting worldwide appeal. To testify to that, if you go into the Kickstarter and you go to the community tab, it actually gives you a breakdown of where the backers are coming from. Mm-hmm. The top city, surprisingly, in my opinion, London. Yeah. The UK, far, far from Los Angeles, which backers. comes in at number two. Incredible, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, there, there, there's there's a lot of American cities on here. Yeah. But just in that top list of ten, London, Sydney, Sydney Toronto, Melbourne. Melbourne are all oh, not yeah. American cities. If you just look at the countries, top countries, obviously United States. Yeah. But then you got United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, Germany, Sweden, the Netherlands, Norway. Denmark. Norway. New Zealand, Norway. New Zealand doesn't even have that many people. How are they on there? And even more so than anything is the number of people that have backed this that have never backed anything on Kickstarter before. Mm-hmm. 12,647 to 21,467 Signed up for returning. Kickstarter for the first time. I have one of those 12,000. I've money. never done anything to Kickstarter before. I've never said, oh, yeah, and I'm going to give money and get you know whatever back. This is something that I want. This is something that I really, really want to see, and I want to see succeed. Yeah. I think I think that, that's the big thing. We want to see it succeed, and I think it really started – Earlier this year, when Critical Role had that new intro sequence, mm-hmm. the intro animation, yep. or even before that, the D&D Beyond animation, yes. that w- was done by um, the sister and brother combo. I can't remember their names offhand. I apologize. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll find it later. We'll look it up. We'll add it to the Twitter. But it's, it was these just, it was a two-person team basically that worked with the staff to make the songs and whatever, mm-hmm. and came with these. They were so cool. They were really, really cool, and they were in the style of like more of a '80s, '90s cartoon. Yeah. Like um, it's you used to sit like, down, was the eat your cereal. What was the lion? Thundercats. Thundercats. Very much like felt like Thundercats. Oh yeah, GI Joe, Transformers exactly. back like in the day. Yeah. Um, and that was like Your people, people let themselves like, oh my god, make an animated series, blah 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 blah. And this is the end result. Oh, yeah. They're going to be working with I think Titmouse Productions, Tip yep. um, who's done all sorts of stuff, Cartoon mm-hmm. Network and Disney and all sorts of stuff. Yep. And they're going to be making really quite a good product. They got 88 minutes coming our way. Yeah, that's the thing. You're gonna have four episodes. Or we're gonna have one, one like movie. movie. Yeah. Well, this is not enough for a movie. Yeah, it is. I mean, an animated movie. Animation costs are pretty staggering. Yeah. So like, animating a 22-minute sequence is different than a whole full-length movie. Okay. This is like when you when you look at the cost to animate one episode of, say, uh, Bleach. Mm-hmm. It's nothing because it's- Why'd you go Bleach? Because it was a bad show. Because there's a lot of still frames where if you look at a full-length animated movie, typically, let's go something really good like a Miyazaki movie, like um, Princess Mononoke. So many things are moving. So many elements are moving. And that- explode your cost. So I would say this is probably not going to be a full-length movie. Okay, we'll see. In all honesty. We'll find out next fall. In all likelihood. But my big takeaway from this is the is this good news for the D&D community at, mm-hmm. at large, writ large. So um, in addition to this, something else that uh, the team of Critical Role just recently... I'm just going to bring up a topic and you're just going to deflect it to no, whatever no, no. you want to talk about. No, no, that just came out. Um, I'm just saying something that's good for D&D, mm-hmm. as you said. Uh, Critical Role's has a D&D Beyond, uh, what, what is it called? Um, plug-in. Extension, extension, a plugin on their Twitch channel yeah. where you can actually look at all of their information as they're Character playing. Sheets. That's new on Twitch. Yeah. I was watching a Hearthstone stream on Twitch, and, you know, the card game on the yeah. phone. You can click on the cards on the stream in the game, and it pops up with the info. Like, you're playing yeah. the game. Like, what the fuck? What a future we're living in, man. Just think of how... That would help somebody get into a game. An interactive D&D stream, literally. Yeah. Like, not just type in the chat hoping they talk to you. 
can click on a character to mm-hmm. see their stats and what spell they cast and what you know, items they have. They rolled an 18. How did they get that? I click on them. Oh, it looks like they get a it's plus nine on their attacks. And he's they, da, 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 da. It's incredible. It's th- incredible. That's the other thing. When they partnered with Twitch and the D&D Beyond, because D&D Beyond is, is run by Cursed Gaming, yes. which is the same people who own Twitch mm-hmm. and all sorts of other things like MMORPG and Hearthpone, or MMO Champion, rather, and Hearthpone, like all these other sites that are involved in the Warcraft community and like big gaming community. It's a, that's a huge media company basically at this mm-hmm. point. They partnered with the right people. Yeah. They totally partnered with the Absolutely. right people to get this done. I hope that it that fiscally all works out. I don't know the, what kind of agreements they have with um, Curse in terms of this. Surprisingly, or not surprisingly, I don't know, but I feel like the whole crew and cast of Critical Role has a fairly good financial mind about them. Yeah. Imagine if you're like the cameraman for the weekly show. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not involved in this project, really. I don't know. I don't know what kind of deal they have with the crew and what. Because this isn't going to be like a mocap project. It's not going to be a rotoscope project. Yeah. So, like you're you're the cameraman. You you. There's nothing you can do unless you put, unless maybe you have some other skills are related. Yeah. But you could like you're sitting there on the ground like oh man I'm part of this big thing. You're probably racking you're like how do I stay involved? How do I make mm-hmm. sure that I am part of this legacy? Movement. Legacy. Yeah. Really, it's got. This is how a legacy is born. Yeah. Like t- ten, um, eleven years ago today. We're recording this on March 5th. 11 years ago today, Gary Gygax died. Mm-hmm. His legacy is what we're all doing right now. 30, 40 years from now, when Matt Mercer's dead, how old is he? No, he's, he's, he's in his 30s. Fine. Yeah, he'll still be alive. It's more of a, it's more of a, the world will be crumbling, oh, okay. blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, will we look back? I guess 70. Let's see. Will we look back and go, huh, Matt Mercer like you know, when Matt's when Matt's sixty, seventy, when we looking, hey, that's Matt Mercer. Yeah. Or that's Sam Regal. Yeah. Or that's I already you know, do that Thora Bailey. Regal. You know, yeah. Well, if you saw him in real life, you'd probably wet yourself. Yes, very much. So. But th- this is the kind of that's how you get this started. Where like you start with this as a cartoon, and it turns into toys and a movie. So and that a that brings thing. up my question: What's next? Toys. Obviously, they already have some toys. Yeah, but. But you mean large scale? In Walmart merch. toys. Fucking, they already have merch. Now you get to the next level of merch. Now you get to the next level of merch. International distribution merch. International distribution of legitimate toys that are made from a good company that aren't led. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Because that, that's how you get younger people involved okay. who then commit as fans and consumers of your story and mm-hmm. your content for a generation. See, I'm thinking video game. I'm feeling that's coming. Yes. The, I, that kind of falls under toys, but that's more specific. That's a very good thought. Video game. Totally. Easy to make. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's, just, exactly. just skinned as Critical Role. Exactly. Oh, I'd play the shit out of that. That's Essentially, that's what uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 yeah. is right now. Uh, the, the newest expansion like has the actual okay. characters from Critical Role. But just imagine just their own branded game. Yeah. I would totally. Oh, God. Baldur's Gate 2. Such a good game. Such a good game. Such a good game. It's like Shadows of Balm. Probably one of the best D&D games. Now, is it Throne Still. of Bale or Throne of Ball? I say Bale. I say Bale as well. Yeah. I think historically it's Baal. Baal. It's actually okay. like a hard uh, two-consonant yeah. thing. That would make sense. Um, but even in the, in the Wheel of Time, it's a Baalzaman character. Like, they use that mm-hmm. as well. Um, so my point was, in bringing, talking about the community at large, this is going to bring in even more players into D&D. Yes. Which the Wizards of the Coast has kind of already sort of partnered with, um, like informally partnered with Critical Role in that Chris Perkins and those people mm-hmm. have a great relationship. Yes. So if you're, they can, all they have to say is, 
hey, guys at D&D, we're making this thing. Can you help us out? That's going to be a beautiful partnership that, it, that expands the content, mm-hmm. brings in more players, making there more DMs, which is going to save the rest of us DMs who want to play every once in a while. Then you're going to have to find new friends. You, you gotta go to just a game night somewhere. Go, go, I go. hate going out. <laughs> I don't wanna. All right, I think this is a great campaign. And if you, obviously, you're listening to this in the future, Greg, our one listener. I don't know, actually. I'm gonna use Greg as talking as if talking to our listeners from now on. Okay. Um, you're listening to this on hey, Thursday. Hey, Matt Mercer. Hey, Matt. So you're probably gonna look at this Kickstarter, and it's gonna be well over five million dollars yes, by the time that it's, happens. Yes, it's pacing fast. It's yeah, it's gonna slow down. I would say this probably peters out at around five point five if I had to put a guess on it. After the at the end of the forty five. At the days. end of the forty five days, you're gonna be still under six million. I think it depends on how quickly news outlets pick this up. Oh, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think actual national news outlets are gonna pick it up. You, I don't know. Kickstarter stories tend not to make national news. I think what I what I will say is when exploding kittens set records for Kickstarters, it wasn't news. Okay, well. When that cooler, I forget what kind of cooler it was. The Yeti? Was it the Yeti cooler? That yeah, it was the Yeti cooler. Yeah. When that wasn't news. It's trivia now. It's a fact that we should all that we all have for trivia nights. Um, but it's not. We going tonight? News. I don't know. We should. Okay. All right. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I've supported the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I, I I put it. I got Are you that. sub to the stream on Twitch? Uh, through Amazon Prime. Okay, there you go. So uh, Twitch, Twitch Prime. But you have to update it every month, which is extremely annoying. Amazon, if you're listening to me, which you're not, fix it. <laughs> All right, well, this was not an attempt to learn or solve anything. This was just an attempt to catch you up on the basic current events. Yeah, look up the Artificer, look up the Artificer. Kickstarter. If you got, uh, honestly, if you have the money, I think it's worth it because I think that this is a great advancement for D&D in general. I would agree. So help and advance us too. make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever we don't no money it. here no money here we don't have you, any and we don't need we any. will take pizza anytime but we will have to dm us so we can give you an address sent to follow us on twitter at rwd podcast and feel free to send us topics you want to hear about and or your dnd rants at rwd podcast any kind of whiskeys except gmail.com i love a pepperoni pizza and we will see you next time until then